Welcome to the Best Work Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Henley-Smith. The goal of this show is to uncover the personal stories of successful software engineers, founders, thinkers, and leaders who are all navigating their own working journey. Finding our best work is often a hidden journey, uncovered through an ongoing conversation with ourselves and the world around us. Every one of these episodes is packed with timeless ideas you could apply to your own life. In this conversation, I speak to Lucy Minton, COO and co-founder at Kit. Lucy was just Park's first employee, and we talk about her extraordinary journey up to commercial director and then on to founding Kit. Our conversation mixes practical tips with harder to find insight. From finding her first job at Just Park on a job board to the pros and cons of being a specialist or a generalist, Lucy's journey and the way she talks about it is both honest and real. Should you decide to pursue a fixed outcome, so a job, Mm. or should you decide to pursue a journey and like a a path? Yeah, I think it's really interesting. And I think it does come down to what's important to you, I guess. And I think particularly when you get to sort of my age, lots of people have a bit of a realisation where they acknowledge that actually work has a bit of a different meaning to them than they thought it did. And I think at that point, it becomes kind of a job. And they're more on the kind of career path than the passion path. And that's okay, too. And I think, for me, that was never, that was never really the path that would have worked for me, because what's important to me is always feeling really fulfilled by the day to day, always feeling like I'm learning and always feeling like I'm solving problems. Um, But for some people, they just want to create, they want a, a viable path that will give them as much time and resources to enjoy the stuff outside of work. And that's really, really viable as well. I think it's just, it's, a, it's kind of a bit of self-reflection around what's actually important to you at the very core. Sometimes just takes people a little bit of time to really work that out, I think. So how did that take you to Just Park? So the Just Park choice was, again, going back to this, I'm really interested in setting up a thing, a business something myself at some point and I want to feel equipped to do that and I think um, the Just Park journey for me was a super early stage business so I was kind of the first real employee there Um, I thought the concept was pretty cool really tangible the sort of thing you can kind of explain to your grandma which is always a a tick for me and they can't park so (laughs) well exactly Um, and um, I felt like it would be the best opportunity to learn about how to do it in the future. Yeah, I just went with a really open mind and kind of always thought about the goal of learning about how to solve problems in a business context, how to understand how to grow a startup. And I think I ended up having a really incredible professional and personal experience there where the growth curve was just so high and the opportunities that the business gave me was just so big uh, like it, far bigger than I even expected going into it or even was hoping for it kind of exceeded all of those things how did you find it just on a random job board to be really? wow. yeah just literally around like a kind of startup focused job board um 
And at the time, you know, I was pretty early in my career. The risk was pretty low. I just sort of thought, well, the risk of moving and going back to what I was doing before, that's always a possibility if it doesn't work out. So if I don't do this now, the risk of, you know, my time being spent not doing what it is that is driving me towards my goal is higher than the risk of it going wrong. So hmm. let's jump in. What happened? What happened at Jazz Park? Yeah, because I'm like, okay, here we go. Right. So business development, head of partnerships, yeah, yeah. general manager, commercial director, like how? It was a journey, all, yeah. All from first employee. The reason it went that way and it, it, I sort of moved the way I did is I... I I don't, I, don't, I don't want this to come across as like having an ego in any way, but it's it's just making sure you're always putting the business first and you're always trying to solve the problems the business need, needs you to solve. And I think in a startup, all of the stuff that people care about in the normal career world just do not apply. So if you start worrying about job titles or you start worrying about progressing versus somebody else in the business or, you know, being in a meeting that other people are in that you feel like you should be in and sort of getting caught up in all of that stuff, you are focusing on the wrong things. And I think if you've got the right attitude to being in an early stage business, and obviously the business needs to have a product that's viable and, and those kinds of things, but if you become a part of trying to solve those problems, you will progress. The opportunities will be there for you to progress. Um, and I just think right place, right time and right attitude, I guess, to really put myself in a position where I became valuable to the business um, and therefore I was able to reap firstly obviously salary secondly some stock options and thirdly the most incredible progression path personally and professionally that enabled me to do ultimately what I wanted to do which is start a business. When was a time when you made a decision that put the company first but that didn't also involve you being first there? So many kind of like very unglamorous tasks walking around car parks meetings in car parks going to parking conferences in all depths of the world parking conferences okay um, yeah that's the thing i mean las vegas parking conference obviously that was <laughs> that was kind of fun for me too i'm going but, to vegas why parking conference yeah yeah oh yeah it's, it's huge my point being it was just like okay i'm in this random industry that i know nothing about I'm just going to throw myself in, go to meetings up and down the country and figure out how this industry works. It doesn't matter that it's not glamorous. It doesn't matter that it's not sexy. It, what matters is solving the parking problem and solving the problem that customers face every day. And we will do whatever it takes to, to solve that problem. Where did you get that mindset from? I don't know, actually. I have no idea. It might be partly because um, just kind of the way that I'm wired. So I sort of studied maths at university. I'm quite driven towards literally just solving problems and it's just another application of that I think in a more commercial setting and obviously it's not black it's not as black and white as a math degree when you're in business but there's a direction of travel and you're, you're driving towards a point right um, and that point is growth that point is product market fit or you know whatever the stage of the business is at I'm come from like a relatively entrepreneurial family I've got um, a grandparents all had businesses uncles have set up businesses that probably has an influence as well you know being around the outcome of what being entrepreneurial creates for even if that's the case it's still extraordinarily difficult to make the kind of leap that you've made there where you've recognized that in order to truly pursue your best work it's less about you and it's more about the company 
that seems like a really big leap to take in something that's really difficult for a lot of people. It's important to believe in something that's bigger than yourself, even if that's a business problem, you know, Mm. because otherwise you'll be optimising for the wrong thing. I think if you go in to anything thinking you know everything and it's all about you, it's kind of the whole thing of not acknowledging what you don't know you don't know. And I think if you don't acknowledge that, it's probably one of the most dangerous things because you will never stop learning when you're in business and you'll, you'll never stop learning when you're in startups. There's always things. I mean, I've never once while being at Kit felt like I'm actually on top of everything. Do you know what I mean? It's just not a feeling you have. And I think if you're not comfortable with that feeling and you feel like you need to feel like you know everything, you should not be in a startup. When, when did the moment come? to start kit so obviously i was at just park with steve so steve joined about a year after me um worked really well together kind of felt we had very complementary skill sets mindsets um and we'd sort of helpfully thrashed that out at just park which i think we're really lucky in, and lots of people don't actually have that privilege of working together before starting a business so felt really lucky with that and i think we always both knew that we were kind of on a similar journey we kind of both were at just part for that reason of wanting to eventually do something ourselves not necessarily together but kind of develop that way and did just park know that yeah to be honest they were really supportive always of entrepreneurial people i mean anthony is such an entrepreneur that's kind of his his way and i think when we had when we first started having a conversation with him about wanting to do something he was just he was almost delighted for us more than thinking about the loss of Jaspark, which is amazing. And he's invested in Kit as well, which kind of is amazing. a testament to that. And then in terms of Kit itself, I think we wanted to solve a problem that we'd faced ourselves. And honestly, I don't know whether, I don't know what your real estate journey's been, but the real estate industry genuinely, I think, is the most behind out of any industries in terms of disruption and in terms of reorientating the products around the people that are actually buying the products. Um, and we just had a really terrible experience. You know, we were had just raised our um, raised some funding. We wanted to build a team, build a culture. And we were deciding between WeWork and Elise, decided we didn't want to WeWork because it was quite expensive. And we felt like it wasn't really, we weren't really able to build that brand and culture in, in a WeWork building. So we chose Elise. For some reason, I just volunteered to kind of pull it all together, didn't know anything about real estate, nightmare. And yeah, it just felt literally like everything was kind of geared against us and we were being set up to fail at every step. However, we also felt that we knew what building an amazing culture in a space with other people was. And it was almost like the the most difficult thing, but the biggest opportunity as well. And um we just felt that was a really big problem that needed solving. So uh, we jumped in and kind of developed a few iterations on the idea until we got to the one that is today. Had you thought about anything else other than Kit before that? We dabbled a little bit, mm. um, but nothing. We kind of, we dabbled a bit, but didn't get anything past kind of idea stage, really. We we, yeah, we were quite open-minded. Um, you know, we weren't, you know, I, some, I know some founders have this really inspirational thing where they're like I had to go and solve this specific problem I didn't think about anything else how true that is mm. I don't know but being completely honest with you we knew we knew we wanted to solve a big problem and this mm. was one of the problems we looked at and the more we looked into it the more we felt passionate that we were passionate about solving it just because it was a problem that we knew and, and felt passionately about um, mm. and it was the most broken of all of the problems we were looking at um, because of where the industry is and, and that kind of thing. So much of 
pursuing our best work is less about us and more about others in the same way that you have benefited hugely from just park and prioritizing just park beyond above your own personal needs in so many moments i guess it's also about the people that you're on that journey with and it sounds so lucky that you met steve what was it about your working relationship with someone else that's enabled you to do your best work i don't know why anyone would want to do this alone <laughs> firstly it's you know there's so much room for second guessing yourself there's so much room for not moving forward quickly enough because you're stuck in your own head and i think like first first things first like i really would encourage anyone looking to set something up to think about going down a route with a co-founder when the times are bad the times are really bad and and it's really hard to pick yourself up Mm -hmm. from that in terms of like the two of us and the combo i just think you know if you look at i don't know whether you've ever done the kind of color wheel of personalities i haven't anything like that essentially we're just very different and i think that's that's really if you can find a way of working with someone who's really different to you, that's really, really powerful because it means that you're covering all bases, going back to kind of like the unknown unknowns. Not quite the same thing, but a similar concept. You know, if you've got that person who's really, really different to you to throw ideas off and sense check things and you know, discuss concepts and build strategy, you're going to end up in a better place because you've got all bases covered. Um, mm. And I think it just allows us to see our blind spots and kind of grow something in a productive way let's say what are the downsides of thinking from such different perspectives <laughs> you know we clash like we do we do clash on things sometimes um hmm. but that's healthy right like again it's just being hmm. passionate about coming from a slightly different angle and being passionate in a slightly different way um but yeah. you know if you have a relationship with someone where there's never any tension or never any difficulties it's probably not a very strong relationship are there any other relationships in your own journey that have brought out your own best work i think you do, if you're on a journey like this you do have to make sure that your kind of personal relationships allow for that as well so my husband's super supportive and you know the relationship we have is definitely allows for me to be all in on kit you know and i think mm. having making mm. sure that people that are close to you personally are really up for it as well is really important because mm. otherwise if you have a strain in your personal life you'll feel it in your professional life and it's going to be really really hard to kind of balance that so yeah i think making sure that any really important relationships to you professionally and personally that everyone's aware of like the journey you're on and is up for it that's mm. probably, that's been really helpful for me as well do you have a working definition of what your best work is i'm not sure really i think I can say where I'm at my most kind of engaged and and happy, which I think is seeing tangible outputs to the problems we're solving. You know, when we have like done an iteration on the product or slightly reshaped the way that we're selling the product or something like that. And then you see the outcome, you see the the customer at the other end who's really benefited from that change. That is like the best feeling in the world because you're solving a problem and it's not just a problem that nobody's going to benefit from. You're seeing tangibly the other side of it and I think that whole journey and probably part of the reason why I love you know having having a startup and being in this world is is because you do that all the time and if you go into like a big corporate it's much much harder to to do those do that and make those changes and really have that influence and I think that's probably me hopefully doing my best work but certainly having the most fun sounds like you've optimized for it at every point 
too like it strikes me that at just park you've made the conscious decision to like see it as a problem and an opportunity to solve a problem um in the same way that at kit like it's a problem that you can you you want to overcome and though that might seem really natural to you there are perhaps other people whose working definition of best work is spontane spontaneity or that crazy moment of thought or yeah 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 Yeah, that's i mean that's probably true i think um yeah i guess that's that's my style maybe and has that been like a conscious thought or is it just come out naturally i think it comes back to sort of making sure you're doing the right thing for the business um and if you are doing that it becomes the kind of problem solving thing is is the natural progression from there um Mm. i'd say and you know that that problem solving might be a you know an idea like eureka moment but for me that's not the best work unless you see the outcome and you know that it works (laughs) because a eureka moment is actually probably a very diluted version of where you'll end up once you've started testing it and getting feedback on it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's a great point. A eureka moment is a dilated version of the actual place you'll end up. Should great point. Should be really, <laughs> unless you're. Well, no, whoever you are, that would be true. Even even Elon Musk, you know, in eureka moments, I'm sure, take a bit of time mm. to get where they actually end up. Does your definition of best work filter through into people at Kit? And if so, like, how so? I hope so. I mean, yeah, I, th- I think it's something that we've talked a lot about recently, actually, is just around, you know, the values of the business and, and making sure that everyone knows, knows what they are, what we're trying to do. Um, and we are re- both recruiting and then, um, you know, when people are in, we're, we're sort of managing people against those values. I don't want it to sound like a dictatorship. I don't mean that at all. I'm just saying, you mm-hmm. know, we're, we're building a business in a certain way. And I think I would hope that everybody in the business embodied that way. Um I don't, you know, I'm not saying we're perfect at all, but that's certainly, certainly something we've been talking about, and certainly something we'd like to really make sure we're doing. I, I say it to people in interviews, you know, like if you have the right attitude, this is the best place to learn. A growing, a growing startup is just what it can offer you is unbelievable, um, but you need to come in with your eyes open and get, be very willing to get stuck in, otherwise you'll be, you just won't reap those benefits and you'll probably feel like it's a bit of a crazy place. And those people who come in and you're, and the people who you're, you're looking to figure out whether they have that or not, whether they have that blank slate approach or, or not, like what do you think makes the difference between someone who is right for this startup environment and someone who's not? It comes back to the first point around kind of priorities and what, what, what people get energy from. You know, if you, if you get energy and you prioritise your you know personal progression or you see it as a stepping stone in your career it's probably not going to work out that that well because you just won't be optimizing for for the the right thing for the business but all businesses will get to as long as they, they grow they'll get to the point where they become more of a corporate and i think at that point the trade-off is very different you'll be bringing in people for different reasons and that's totally natural but i think when you're at your really early stage if your, if the people in the business aren't willing to really get stuck in and, and solve problems, the business just won't get to that stage because you need everyone to really to get stuck in and really help build. Um, you can't afford to have people who are there for a stepping stone or there for a career move. It's interesting that you've experienced the full spectrum of uh, w- 
of a working company or a working startup all the way from being the first employee to being the commercial director has your work and your working definition of your best work had to change as the company has grown yeah for for sure not necessarily like my personal definition but the way it's applied i'd say because as i said like businesses need different things at different times and i think making sure you are aware of that and you are aware of your personal limitations or your personal growth opportunities in order to best sort of serve the business yeah as as a business moves through stages not everybody that is in the early stage will be right or want to be right for the later stages and that's a really hard reflection i think there's reflection point in growth where people who were there really early doors who like you know really did everything and got stuck in on everything there'll be changes that happen there'll be management structures brought in there'll be uh, processes that we that need to be put in place which will make it feel less like it did at the beginning and then that's what needs to happen to get the business to the next stage but it just might not be right for everyone and i think it's really healthy to have that conversation it's really healthy for everyone working for a startup to reflect on that if you can get comfortable with it and say actually this is a great opportunity for growth this is a great opportunity for learning it's just a different different application of the challenge then there's more opportunity to grow and progress and learn but you need to acknowledge that otherwise it can end up being a little bit of a internal toxic battle where it doesn't feel like it did and it doesn't feel quite as fluffy or as family feel or whatever but yeah you just need to make sure you're fully aware of what you're going into and and how the business needs to change how do you know whether you are the type of person who can scale through that you probably don't know but that's fine i think it's a it's a question of whether you're up for it or not and if you're up for it then you can go in with your eyes open be aware of how it's going to change and be really resilient to the fact that it may or may not work out for you but i think as long as you go in with your eyes open and the right attitude then there's not really any downside other than a bit of ego bruising (laughs) it comes clearly so naturally to you and i wonder if there are like tools that you've used along the way to make it that bit easier i say it now definitely took me a while like i think my 20s was probably the place where i developed the most unfortunately the british education system doesn't really equip me very well for real life um <laughs> is my view mm. and i think i came out of of education very naive and thinking that just not really knowing anything about the world of work and i think it took me a really long time to understand that i just really encourage anyone particularly coming in a bit earlier just to encourage just just to have a bit of perspective on everything i think it's really Mm. easy to take things really personally it's really easy to feel like it's a um it's saying something about like some negative feedback might be taken really really personally really emotionally Every, every bit of negative feedback is an opportunity for growth and i think if you know about your areas for growth, you're so much more equipped to do anything than you were before you had that feedback. It's not to say it's not difficult to hear because nobody likes to be <laughs> to hear feedback that's negative. If you can find a way of changing the perspective on it and thinking, actually, I'm aware of my blind spots here and I can make them better, that just makes you a bit kind of invincible, right? And the challenges that you face when you're moving from that early stage company at Just Park to the later stage company... There must be some perhaps similarities and differences to Kit now and the types of people that you hire. Um, 
what are you what do you think makes someone really successful at the very very early stage so at the very early stage i think it's it's all about like adaptability i'd say and i think at the really early stage there's a hell of a lot of things that need to be done so it's kind of adaptability and ability to just sort of crack on and do things well by things i mean anything and everything and i know that that sounds like a bit of a cop-out answer and it you know you don't just have sit there having a bunch of people running around like headless chickens but it's more to say you need you need generalists who are really capable because you just don't know what you're going to need them to do when you're trying to figure out what the business does i think moving through the journey once you have a bit of an understanding of what the product is and who to sell it to and, and how you're then looking at more specialists but you've got to build all the processes that haven't been built yet and um you know that i think for us is the stage we're going through at the moment where there's some stuff in place but there's a hell of a lot to do when it comes to processes and so we're really now trying to bring in people who have scaled teams before who have built processes before who have you know and know the right tools to use and can really help us scale a bit more seamlessly but that is a slightly different profile to the generalists who you want around you at the beginning. That's mm-hmm. not to say generalists aren't important now as well, but it's just to say you need to you need to fill the gaps too. Yeah, it sounds like it's, and I think it has taken something really special of you to sc- scale, to start off as that generalist at Just Park, scale through to become a specialist and then back again as a generalist. <laughs> I love um, that bit though. <laughs> I can't wait to hear what you did, what um I can't wait to hear how it goes next and thanks so much for sharing the whole story Lucy. No, it's been really fun. Thanks so much Ben. The Best Work podcast is produced by the team at Cord. I'd love your advice on how we can make sure the Best Work podcast is having a profound impact on the way we all pursue our best work. Email me at benatcord.co. You can also find a transcript of this conversation, insightful video content and more at core.co slash insights. Thanks for listening.